Hi, I'm Doug Weiss. And I'm Alvian Lyons. This is Love Life. Alvian, we've got a we've got a really intriguing <laughs> topic this week. And we're joined by uh, by Barbara Hamley again for Hi. a conversation about what happens when the woman earns more than the man. The man. Well, I tell you, it's um, it's an interesting topic because in today's society, unlike long ago, <laughs> more and more women are working outside of the home, and mm-hmm. there are a lot more women who are making more money Absolutely. than their husbands. And so, um, culturally, in certain cultures, it causes a lot of problems, mm-hmm. uh, or it can cause a lot of problems. Um, uh, just the whole idea of manhood mm-hmm. and what that's supposed to mean in terms how of how you it. and how you define it mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and so sometimes there there's an issue. I'll never forget if I know I don't know if both of you know that I used to produce Oprah um, when she was a talk show host in yeah. Baltimore. Yeah. This is many many moons mm-hmm. ago. But when she started blowing up um, and and really becoming very famous nationwide and so forth, there was a discussion about whether or not she would date a garbage man. Mm. And the the consensus of the group was she would never be in the company of a garbage man. Mm. So therefore, she would never meet him. Mm. So therefore, she probably would never date a garbage man. Um, do you so? Do you, exactly you see the, the see mm-hmm. the the dichotomy? Although I threw into the mix, but what if the garbage man, for example, loved classical music and went to the symphony all the time, and she and he were at the symphony man. together, and they and they met? Could would that money difference mm-hmm. um, be a hindrance to a good relationship? Mm. Well, I certainly have thoughts about it. Okay. Um, one of the, as you sort of referenced previously, it's in that word defining. For some of us, you know, if masculinity for you is defined by your ability to provide at a particular level, and one's inability to do so makes them feel like they're emasculated in some way, then it would be problematic inside of the relationship, even if their partner does not flaunt the fact that they make more money. Because internally, I'm having this fight. So it really doesn't matter that externally, there is no fight. My struggle is on the inside. If that is a factor, then it's going to be problematic. Subsequently, um, if I, as a woman, define myself by my husband or significant other's stature, and I'm embarrassed to admit the fact that he is a blue-collar worker because I am a professional, then no matter whether or not he's comfortable in his own right and comfortable with you in your professional position, you are uncomfortable with his circumstances. And his circumstances are such that you find yourself avoiding when somebody says, oh, John, what do you do? And uh, uh, well, John is responsible for um, sanitation for the city. And you're trying to change mm-hmm. the fact that he's just a garbage man. That's what he does. But you're finding some it's like a, he's a domestic engineer, you know, house mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> you know, housewife, right. you know, like just stay at home mom. You don't want to say those things. So you're finding some other way to say it. And, and it's the covert feeling of your embarrassment. 
that is actually unraveling the fabric of our relationship because you are embarrassed of me. People find it hard to separate what they do from who they are. So it seems like you're embarrassed of me. And that is where the problem comes in. It's not actually an issue for people to make more money or a woman to make more money than a man if both of them are comfortable in their own right. It's when we define ourselves by the things that we do and the titles that we have that we find that those become problematic issues inside of a relationship. So I have to be honest and say that, um, you know, on occasion Peggy will say, hey, I'm, uh, I'm going to buy us dinner tonight. And when it, the check comes and she pulls out her credit card or whatever to pay for the meal, I feel a little awkward um, because... <laughs> That's my job, you know, to in, in, in to take care of her. Right. And, and you know, I want to say uh, that I think that as men, we are often um, two things work uh, in this mix, not necessarily to our advantage. One is that we, we are taught to take care of mm-hmm. not just our wives or girlfriends, but our families. Mm-hmm. That's part of our orientation. And that's a very good thing. That's part of what makes society work. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm... I think that there's a you know there's a a sensibility that that many men have, and I'm not sure that I I think this is a, a, a healthy thing, but I think that there is a sensibility of what's right, yeah, and the man should, mm-hmm. and the woman should, and these stereotypes which play out are not healthy ones necessarily, um, and, and there's absolutely nothing inappropriate over the uh, the idea of Peggy paying for dinner or my paying for dinner. These are gifts we're giving each other, if right. you will, of our company and enjoying this moment together. But let me say that my gender sometimes has a somewhat frail ego when it comes to these subjects. <laughs> That's a really nice way to put it. <laughs> yeah, frail I think ego. I, I, yeah, I, I think that 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 it reflects because so often we identify ourselves with what we do, mm-hmm. and our job becomes us, not who we are, but what we do, and that that misidentification of the what, not the who. Is the is the root of this issue um, for many men and and myself included? I mean, there have been points in my life where my work was very important to me, and frankly, too important to me. And I obsessed over doing it well and being successful at it. And I was an entrepreneur. I started companies. I held significant positions in other companies, and so I became so identified with this mental model of myself that the idea of being in an equal relationship where we both had means and we both could contribute, that was okay. Being in a situation where I was the provider, perfectly fine with that. I was never in a situation where where the other person was the one that had more means and was m- much more of the provider. Mm-hmm. So I can't say that I have the personal experience of it, but I have the sense that I probably would have had to work through that. Mm-hmm. And I think not because of a uh, an, in, an inherent um, male perspective, but because of this issue of identifying with who... Oh what I did mm-hmm. as who I was. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while to learn to accept that it didn't really matter what I did. Um, you know, it, it mattered what kind, of person what kind of person I was. You are. So if you are in a relationship or in a marriage um, and you may start out equally, 
right. in terms of, mm-hmm. of income and, and your job uh, levels and so forth. And then, then changes. somebody changes. Yep. Somebody gets really high, <laughs> you know, or, or goes over. And, and I, I wonder, because society's still, unfortunately, still, um, for the most part, accepts more so that the man takes care of the woman as opposed to the woman taking care of the man financially. Um, That if it's the guy whose career just takes off, well, great, fantastic. But what happens happens if the woman whose career takes off, then does she become this, you know, kind of other person that can't be good? I I, got to say here that I think a lot of this rests uh, on, on one fundamental, and that's how you look at what that success is about. If you look at it is, isn't this wonderful what just happened for us? And this is ours and what it's enabling for our family, for us, for our lives together. Then that contention goes away. But if it's mine and yours, yeah. and I'm, uh, it's unilateral and I'm making a gift of all of this, my success to you... <laughs> Little woman, (laughs) you are headed for. Now, let me say that I've met many women who would be perfectly happy to be uh, kept in the manner to which they would like to become accustomed. Um, And I'm not here to pass judgment on that, but simply to say that I think that more and more uh, uh, um, intelligent, uh, capable women don't want to be in a situation that in any way is unequal. It doesn't mean that we have differences between us. Of course we do. And those are delightful and should be celebrated. But the kind of equality that I'm talking about here is our equality in relationship to one another. Right. Well, I certainly, I live that experience. So I've, you know, over the last couple of years, I've hit the point where I actually make more than my husband does. And he makes, you know, a good amount of money, but things have just gone really well for me. <laughs> so, so it's, but what's interesting about our relationship is, is really you know, speaks to what the foundation of the relationship is. So he put me through school. You know, so there's there's a different orientation mm-hmm. when the foundation of your relationship was this person was sacrificing to help make this thing happened for you. So it really is, as Douglas referenced, it's our win. You know, so Matthew will tell you in a heartbeat, he's like, look, I'm hoping you retire me within the next four years. I want I want people to ask me what I do for a living. Sounds and like I say, I, I vacation for a living. Yes. That's what I do. I'm a kept man. Yes. And, he's, and he's like, I am happy to be Alvian Lyons' husband. Like, he is perfectly fine with that. But I mean, 20 years in, 20 plus years into this thing, and, you know, he has been such a champion of me being able to come into my own. And at first it was really, because it was one of the lies that we women tell each other that you can have at all but you the truth is you can but not at the same time so if you're really going to be an incredible mom you're not going to be able to have an amazing career be an incredible mom and And be an incredible wife barbara walter said pick two and she's right about that you could probably do two of those things really well and the other one's going to have to take a back seat so for us being an incredible mom was my priority so i i worked on my education and i put my career sort of on hold but as my kids have gotten older it's freed me up to be able to do more of what i wanted to do and all of the investment he made over the years to take great care of us and provide for us i we see it as the return on his investment at this point you know that your the stock 
stock that started out as penny stock is now blue chip. <laughs> so, so it really, yeah. it really is based on what is the foundation of that relationship? How do you wield your success? Do you use your success as a sword to cut down the other person? Or do you use your success as a sword to chop, chop down the trees that are in the path of the other person that we may take this greater journey someplace else together because of what we are armed with? So, and, and the other, the other portion of this also is as the one person or the other um, ascends career-wise, um, they are suddenly in the company of others who are on that level. Absolutely. Your spouse may or may not feel comfortable in those spaces, um, in those spaces <laughs> at the rubber chicken dinners, and <laughs> as I call them. I mean, I, I mean, but honestly, I, I dated a guy who absolutely, you know, was a charming fella, but he just could not deal with the rubber chicken dinners that I would have to go to. And the, I mean, he just, the you know, bumping the, the small, elbows right, and, and the, the small talk and all and of that. The, and it yeah. was just, it just was not his, his world. And, right. yeah. and, and, and we broke up because of it. Right. But I, I would, you know. you know, I'd submit that that has little to do with the question of, of means. It has a great deal to do with how, how you support the person that you care about and right. if and if you love them and you honor them and you respect them and you want them to be successful at what they do then man up <laughs> right. i'm sorry man up or woman up i mean you know uh, it's incumbent right. upon you to find a way to support them and don't do it grudgingly do it lovingly and happily that you can do that for them and be a, an aid and a support to them a partner a true yeah. partner Final yes. thought? Yeah, because really at the end of the day, you know, it's not how much we make. It's how much we love the person that we're making this money with or for. You know, it it is how we define ourselves that mm -hmm. really defines what the relationship is going to be. It's not about the money. Wow. Another end to a great to podcast. I love it. <laughs> yeah. How do we reach you? Well, you reach Alvian by writing to Alvian at lovelife.digital. Or you can reach my Douglas at Doug at lovelife.digital. And we're so happy to be here today with you, Barbara. <laughs> Thank you. And Thank you so much for inviting Washburn, me. And with Doug Washburn, our recording engineer. And our partner in crime. Our partners in crime <laughs> in Love Life. And we'll be back next week with another intriguing uh, topic of the day. Until then. Bye. Bye-bye.